Welcome to the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast, where we invite you to pursue God, engage in community, and make a difference. Okay, so today, uh, as we get into the Wednesday lunch break, I want to talk about what does it mean to avoid becoming the older brother? Okay, not you personally, like in your family, if, if you're the older sibling or whatever, but but as we look back at the parable of the lost son, which we studied this last week, uh, you know, we look at the older brother and he had plenty of issues, uh, kind of what was going on. And nobody wants to be that older brother who's just bitter and he doesn't want to celebrate his younger brother who, who has come home and his father wants to celebrate. And the older brother is just kind of being a punk and staying out in the field. And I don't, I don't want to come and be part of this party. And so how do we avoid becoming that kind of a person in, in our relationship with God? Uh, and so I'm going to give you kind of two things that we can do to avoid becoming the older brother. They're both going to sound really weird, but stick with me here. The first way to avoid becoming the older brother is stop reading your Bible and, and start interacting with God. Again, don't tune out. This will make sense in a minute. But, but in this parable, you know, the older son loses his mind when he learns that his father has not only welcomed back his wayward younger brother, uh, but that his father is also choosing to throw this massive party. And, and the older brother is beside himself. And he says, all these years, I've been slaving for you. I've, I've never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. And, and it's, it's weird because it feels like this relationship between the older brother and the father, it's almost like the older brother has chosen that they're going to have an employer-employee association with one another, where the younger son has pretty much said, okay, dad, you know, boss, if I do good work, then I want to be recognized for my efforts. I want to be rewarded for the good work that I put in. And so his focus is on the rules, and he wants to follow the rules, and he wants to follow them well, and he wants to be a good employee. He wants to go for employee of the month every single month. That The wall of employee of the month pictures, it's his picture, every single month. That's who he wants to be. And so his focus is on obeying the rules and he's kind of disregards the relationship with the father. You know, and clearly the older son has a very high opinion of the kind of employee that he was. He actually believes that I am the employee of the month, month in and month out. Now, when we interact with the Bible, we have to ask ourselves, am I merely reading the Bible so that I can find the rules to obey so that I can be seen as a good Christian? Or do I view it as an opportunity to spend time in relationship with God? Because those are two different things. If we are only reading the Bible to focus on the rules, then it can actually be really easy to tune out the words of the Bible because we may read through it and say like, oh, I already knew that, or, oh, I'm already doing that. And we just kind of have this mental checklist of, okay, I'm doing this thing right. I'm doing this thing right. I'm doing this thing right. And and, and we kind of miss out on, on what time the Bible could be. Um, I think we would be wise to view our time in God's word differently. See, in, in the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 4.12 describes God's word as living and active. The, the word of God is living and active. Do we see it that way, though? You know, instead of spending time reading the Bible, which we can see is that's something that I should do, I should read the Bible. Instead of spending time reading the Bible, maybe we should change our perspective and see it as spending time with God reading the Bible. 
it, it, it's a subtle difference and yet not so subtle. Instead of just reading the Bible, I'm spending time with God reading the Bible. And as we change our perspective, that, that enables us to kind of have open hearts and open minds. It allows us to anticipate that God might reveal something new to us as we spend time with him in his word. You know, even if we've read a passage in the Bible 50 times, we can still be excited to read it the 51st time if we see it as a time to learn from God and to grow closer to him. It doesn't matter how many times that I've read it, I'm spending time with God and he may reveal something new to me. And that's exciting. You know, and, and the parable of the, of the lost son is a prime example of this in my life. You know, I, I've read it numerous times. I've preached on it numerous times, both to students and to adults. And yet it seems that every time I get into that parable, I, I pick up something new. There's something new that God reveals to me because my goal is to sit down and look at it with my heavenly father. Okay, so again, I want to encourage you, if you want to avoid being the older brother, stop reading the Bible and start interacting with God. Okay, now the second way to avoid being the older brother, this one may sound really weird too, but I want you to stop avoiding and start embracing dead people. Okay, not, not like digging up graves or hunting for zombies to hug or something like that. Zombies, not real. As many movies and video games as there are about zombies, not real things. But again, as we look at, the, at this parable, you know, the younger brother, he takes his inheritance and he leaves. And as I mentioned in the sermon on Sunday, that was kind of like the younger son saying to his dad, you're dead to me. And then the younger son goes off and he wastes his inheritance. You know, this, this parable is also known as the parable of the prodigal son. Prodigal means wasteful. And so he went off and he wasted his inheritance. And then the land that he went off to live in experienced this great famine, which would lead his father and his brother to believe that there's a good chance that, that the younger brother could have died. Now, the father clearly holds out hope, which is why he was able to see his younger son from a long way off. You know, in, in the parable, like once the younger son decides to come home, like it's not like he gets to the doorstep and dad turns around like, oh, there's somebody at the door. No, he's, he's been waiting. He has been hoping that his son is going to return. He's been looking for it this whole time. But the older son's attitude was very different when his younger brother came home. And even prior to that, you know, it's not in the parable, but in my mind, I imagine that after the younger brother left, the older brother turned to his father and said, Dad, he's dead to me. He told you, you're dead to me. I'm telling you, that boy is dead to me. Forget him. He's a lost cause. We shouldn't concern ourselves with him anymore. Me, I'm going to go back and I'm going to follow your orders. I'm going to go do the things that a good son should, that a good worker should do. And so the older brother never goes out to look for his younger brother. He's satisfied to focus on himself, to focus on all the potential rewards he could get for being the good son. And so for us, we need to view the lost in our world differently. We need to remember how much God loves them, that he wants a relationship with them, that he is looking for them to come home. You know that whole thing, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, John 3, 16. All too often, we don't, we don't share that kind of love. A lot of times it's very easy just to focus on the negative in those who have either walked away from God or never wanted a relationship with him in the first place. And so what we can do is we can tend to focus on their selfish choices. We focus on their hurtful actions. We focus on their bad attitudes, etc. 
Maybe they've even hurt us in some way. And so, like the older brother, we want to cancel them from our lives. And so we can start avoiding people who are lost from God or who are far from God you know, as much as we humanly can. Like, as little contact with those people as possible. I want to stay away from the dead. And yet Jesus spent so much time. He spent so much time seeking out the younger brothers of the world and showing them God's love. You know, if we want to avoid becoming the older brother, we need to do the same. Even if that person is somebody that caused you personal pain, somebody that hurt you, somebody that really did something terrible to you, e even if it means like being with them in the present wouldn't be healthy for you, you can still love them. You can still pray for them. You can still go before God and say, Father, would you soften his heart? Would you soften her heart? Help them to see how lost they are. Help them to see how much they need to come home and how great that would be. I think a lot of times we fail to think about how amazing it would be if, if that person started following Jesus. Can you imagine like what that person would be able to do? I mean, think about somebody like Paul. You know, Paul who is this persecutor of Christians. And then God got a hold of his heart and he becomes the greatest missionary that the world ever saw. And we need to start seeing lost people that way. People that don't know Jesus, we need to start imagining what could God do through that person. I need to love them and show God's love because I can only imagine how God might be able to use them for his kingdom and the life that they could have and the difference that Jesus could make. So you want to stop avoid, stop, stop uh, becoming the older brother? You want to avoid becoming that type of a person? Again, number one, stop reading your Bible. Start interacting with God as you spend time in the Bible. Stop avoiding the dead and the lost of this world and start embracing them with the love of God. Hey, if you want some more resources to dig into this parable, and again, there is so much. We could teach on the parable of the lost son 20 weeks a year, and, and there is so much into it. But if, if you want to get more into it right now, there are two books, two resources that we highly, highly recommend. The first one, it's just called Prodigal God, and it's by Tim Keller. The last name is spelled K-E-L-L-E-R. Great book, great resource. And the second one that I love, it's called The Return of the Prodigal Son, and it's by Henry Nowen. And Henry is spelled with an I, not a Y, and the last name is N-O-U-W-E-N, The Return of the Prodigal God. Those are two incredible resources that will open up your understanding of this brilliant, touching parable of Jesus. Hey, thanks so much for being part of the Wednesday lunch break. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, keep inviting people back uh, for, for future week. Thanks for joining the Rainier View Christian Church podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified for all future episodes. Be sure to connect with us on socials at Rainier View CC and find out more about us at rainierview.org.